seriously popular. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the It's All Kicking Off weekend preview show. You might notice a little bit of a difference. Ian Ladyman's out hiking, and I'm Dominic King, and I'm joined with Chris Sutton. It's a pleasure to be here. We've had a little discussion this week. Um, we've been in contact. Um, I think the best place to start is Chelsea because we're both fascinated. Well, I'm certainly fascinated about the stat that emerged on Tuesday night after they'd lost at Middlesbrough. That was their 31st defeat since the beginning of last season. And I just find that number absolutely extraordinary. And uh, I mean, you find it extraordinary because it's Chelsea. You find it extraordinary because of the money which that uh, that Chelsea have spent, right? All of the above, yeah. Um, for me, peak Chelsea. We'll, we'll we'll call peak Chelsea the start of Mourinho in two thousand and four, when they started winning leagues, uh, started collecting trophies at a, at a rapid rate of knots. I'll go from a period from 2000, August 2004 to May, May 2009 when they won the FA Cup, okay? Five years. They had 31 defeats in that five-year period. So for 31 defeats, I've done my research again, as you, as you can see, 31 defeats in that five-year period compared to 31 defeats in 18 months when there's been a billion pounds spent. I just, I can't get my head around it. I had a, I had a look at Chelsea and... Um, the- and last season, uh, last night, and then look back through Premier League history, as far as I can see in the Premier League, 44 points uh, last season. That's the first time Chelsea in Premier League history have, uh, uh, have finished below 50 points. And I'm not a betting man, but this season, you know, I'm not so sure they're going to get to 50 points this season on 28 points at the moment. But if you look at Chelsea as a whole, and we're going to be try and be fair to them and balance, they have made a little bit of progress. Uh, since last season in terms of where they're at. Uh, the goals which they've scored this season, 38 goals they scored last season in the Premier League. They've already got 34 this season. But because it's Chelsea, uh, it's it's a slow burner and it's too slow a burner for the for, from the Chelsea uh, fans' perspective. What I would say, though, is, is this is a Chelsea team who uh, could win the League Cup. I mean, you know, I think they'll turn it round against uh, against Middlesbrough. And then how would we view their season then if they did win the League Cup? They won't win the League Cup. Yeah, but they could win the League Cup. You know, they're in a semi-final. They, they could turn it round. And, you know, you think they're going to play Liverpool in the final. That may be the case. But, but you know, I think it's a fair point. Would, how would we view that? I think we would view it as still a, 
uh, a bang average Chelsea team. Uh, and I think everybody has always looked at Chelsea in the previous 20, uh, 23 years, uh, whatever it is, and seen them competing for the for the, the biggest of trophies, the Champions League and the Premier League. And, you know, for for Chelsea, if they do end up getting over the line in the uh, in in the league cup that would still you know i think we'd all look at that season as a or this season as a as a bang average season so you know for for chelsea to be uh the finest of wines again in a couple of uh seasons i'm not so sure they're going to get to uh, to that position unless they uh unless they recruit again well, it's it's funny to say that uh, Sammy Mockbell's written a piece this morning about the the likelihood of them going again. Um, I I just I, I, it's like it's like a money pit. It's like a house that you just keep throwing a, a, a house that's got problems, like in its foundations, and you think, all right, well, I'll put some new windows on and it'll, it'll look fine. It's 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 not. I just uh, I, a couple of things. First of all, I think Pochettino had the old regime being in charge. I think he would probably be clinging to his job at the minute. And I'm not advocating, I am not advocating that, that he goes, but I'm just saying he would have been under the most intolerable pressure, I think, had he had he been in this season in, on a previous regime. But the idea that they've got to go and spend again after everything they forked out uh, in, in the last 18 months, it, well, it's, it's crass, really. And I was reading Simon Jordan's column again this morning about talking about La La Land and this awfulness of the, Jan- the January window. And I just think the statement that it would send for Chelsea to go out and start spending again would just be would be awful. I mean, they've honestly got players that if they knocked on our front door and said, I play for Chelsea, I wouldn't recognise them. In two seasons, can you see the squad as it is at this moment in time, can you see this squad competing against the likes of Liverpool and Manchester City for the Premier League? Right at the top, and I don't think we can. And that that would be that would be my biggest concern. Then who is it on? Is it on Pochettino? Has he done well enough this season? Are they going to carry on and uh, and stick with him and have faith with it uh, in him? Which you know, in some ways, I quite like the fact that uh, that that he's been given time time to develop. But there will come a time when um, you know we saw them sack Graham Potter when uh, you know we have to look at Pochettino and think: Is he getting the most out of this? current group of players, this current squad. And at this moment in time, I think if we're being fair to him, he has made a tiny bit of progress, slow progress, but it's not not enough. One player that we can say has been a resounding success is Cole Palmer. We're, we're both, you know, the, the, when we were um, when we were on together in um, October, we, we were talking about it. I think he's he has been the one sort of standout that's, that's, that's been a joy to watch. Yep, uh, absolutely. And, it, you know, Ian... Ian uh, Ladyman always sings Cole Palmer's uh, praise, and and he has been one of the one of the the brighter points from a Chelsea perspective this season. But there aren't too many others. There's an interview with Cole Palmer coming on our channels um, from five pm on Friday afternoon. It'll be in the Match Day magazine on Saturday morning. Um, and there's a number of uh, topics that Cole talks about. Talks about the surprise about leaving Manchester City, blossoming under Pochettino, and also. Um, Praise from Elton John. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I've not. Oh, well, I, you know, I look forward to reading that. Yeah. I had one of my first ever slow dances to an Elton John song, by the way. <laughs> Sacrifice. <laughs> UK 1992. That's very apt. <laughs> Still remember it like yesterday. There we go. <laughs> anyway, so what do we think on Saturday? Do we think they'll be full them? 
Um, well, the you know the issue is is they're so inconsistent. Uh, Fulham will have to dust themselves down after um, after after losing to uh, to Liverpool in the Carabao Cup. Um, I, I, honestly, I think that they're impossible to predict. You look at Chelsea all season, and uh, I think we you know we'd all felt that you know made a bit of an upturn uh, in the form when they got over the line against Crystal Palace, albeit. Um, Albeit very late, didn't they? And then, then one at Luton, um, hammered Preston. But uh, I'm still not sure which, which Chelsea you're going to get uh, week on on week. So yeah, I haven't got a clue. I like Fulham. I like I, I do like Fulham. I like Mark Marco Silva's done. I often wonder whether had things been different, whether he should still be Everton manager. Was he just the the, the wrong? Did he just arrive at the wrong time for them? He, you know the, the the plan that he's got there. He's, I think he's done a superb job, and they've, they, they're playing well, and they scored a lot of goals. They're, they're capable of giving giving teams problem. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they went and won. I'm quite looking forward to this weekend. You know, with the the fact that there's only um, there's only four games just to just to concentrate on. I do think sometimes there's so much football you can lose track of everything, but you'll absolutely be able to give everything your undivided attention this weekend. And you'll go from from lunchtime at Stamford Bridge up to um, the northeast at tea time, which is another another proper humdinger of a match between Newcastle and Man City. And um, we'll see Kevin De Bruyne with his his glow up, as we're led to believe what it is with his his, his new hair. Have you have you done something with your hair this morning with knowing that I'm on? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not a not a great deal. So with yeah, with regards to Kevin De Bruyne, um, is it is it a midlife crisis which he's going through? Uh, albeit is a little bit young. Is he bringing a song out? I don't know what. Why? Why the change? Why the Grealish hair? He always seems sort of uh, just just a normal bloke, Kevin De Bruyne, but he's. Uh, yeah, he's he's gone all sort of. I mean, that's a very odd look he's got now, isn't it? I don't think it suits him. Just go back to boring Kevin. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's not wrong with growing. I've grown my hair a little bit for the, you know. There's nothing wrong with it. But that, but that's a that that that's a dramatic change. Had he done it all his career, then you'd sort of say, yeah, I get it. But I don't know. Still a great player, but midlife crisis i think well if we if we if we're saying someone's having a midlife crisis at 30 then god knows what it says for, says for us but <laughs> it's brilliant to see him back and th- that that quote from jürgen klopp a couple of weeks about about um, kevin de bruyne started running and the whole the whole country started shaking is just in, indicative of i think the way the second half of the season's going to go yeah, exactly, and I mean your, you know, your mob Liverpool uh, have been brilliant so far this this season, haven't they? But now Manchester City haven't really got going. Now De Bruyne's back, new hair. Has he got new teeth? Who knows? Has he been to Turkey? Uh, nobody knows. Uh, but now he's back. What do we know? He's one hell of a player, isn't he? And um, and we all think that Manchester City are going to go from strength to strength. Now he is back. Uh, in their side, Doku's back, Haaland's coming back. It's all coming together for Manchester City. But Liverpool are finding a way as well, aren't they? So I think we're we're in for a, a, a cracking end of the season. I really do. Have you have you are you familiar with the words um, the phrase turkey teeth? Well, I do. I do yeah, I, I I have heard that, and that's you'll be there in a few years, Tom. No, I wouldn't have thought so. There's there's one thing that I wouldn't suit, and that's that's new hair and, and new teeth. No, I'm bad enough as it is. <laughs> 
I'll tell you what, though. I will, I will make a prediction. I think City will win comfortably on, on Saturday night. Oh, you're brave. There's no, there's, no, there's no point coming on and have a debate with you and saying, <laughs> oh, I'll sit on the fence. Oh, I don't know which way it's going to go. I think City will wallop them. I'll, I think City will wallop Newcastle on, on Saturday night. The end of the season is really big for um, for, for Eddie Howe, you know, possibly, uh, you know, trying to, well, he's going to try and win the FA Cup. But the, but the league is is crucial as well, and he has to get in and around the Champions Champions League spot. And I'm not, I'm not so sure that that this Newcastle team are capable of bridging that gap with with so many teams in that in that race at this particular time. So I mean, it's enormous in terms of the owners looking at Eddie Howe and having belief in Eddie Howe going forward at the end of this season. So that's that's not a done deal. I thought at the beginning of the season, if they finished in the top six. If they finish just in the top six, that would be incredible. Because it, I, one, I don't, I don't think the squad was ever good enough again to sort of hold its place in the top four, and it it, it needed good additions. The signings in the summer haven't worked to a point, particularly with with Tenali. So I think sixth place was probably going to be about the the, the peak of what they were realistically could do. You're like Mystic Meg, aren't you? Uh, I think last season that they overachieved, and and you're right about that. But no, I think it was a bit of a bit of the unknown this season. I think everybody looked at uh, Newcastle. How are they going to cope on uh, on both fronts? Will the squad be strong enough? They have they have had uh, horrendous injuries. You know, long list of injuries, which which hasn't helped. I think the you know the interesting thing which has come out over the last couple of days is is talk about Dominic Solanke. Um, and, and Eddie Howe's interest in in taking Solanke uh, north, I think it's really you know that would be an excellent move. A lot of competition for places already, you could say in that uh, in that striking position with uh, with Isaac and uh, uh, you know and Wilson. But um, whether Solanke's an upgrade or not, but he's a player who I rate highly, especially you know this season. The more I've seen of him, I think he's 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 finding himself. He knows his game now. He's, uh, you know, I suppose something which you could have questioned in the past is his goal scoring record. But at this moment in time, uh, you know, at the uh, right now, I think that uh, that Newcastle are right to go for him. I'm surprised. I know Arsenal have got this FFP issue and what have you, whether they can spend big money. But I'm surprised Arsenal, you know, uh, haven't made some sort of move for him. Maybe they have. He's a player I, I watched a lot at the in the under twenty ones. Uh, England's under twenty ones, and when he when he signed for Liverpool, and he was a quiet like he, he was a quiet character. Um, there wasn't really so you know it wasn't demonstrative or anything like that. But he, he, the the progress he's made in the in the last couple of years, I think the the move to Bournemouth has been perfect for him because he's he's been able to grow as a player, not under not under a spotlight, not under huge pressure, but Equally carrying the responsibility of um, of, of leading the leading their charge, but and, and he's uh, I say responsibility. He's he's comfortable with it because he was under twenty one captain for a period, and they, they they felt that he was he had a sort of a quiet authority about him, and it, it would be interesting to see how he goes again up into the you know the the, the spotlight of, of of Newcastle where it's. It's absolutely relentless and unforgiving for a, for a player, but he he has made real giant strides over over the last couple of years. 
Yeah, look, I think bottom line is is he won't be at Bournemouth at the start of next season. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You obviously want to talk about Tottenham. We've got to talk about Tottenham because they're, they're playing Manchester United. Good week for them in terms of the transfer window. Um, I think so. I think it's interesting, um, you know, knowing Postacoglu from uh, from Celtic. He he, when he first went in at Celtic, uh, difficult time in the January transfer window. He he did his recruitment really early, and it and, and Tottenham seemed to have uh, you know have done that now. Dragusin uh, coming in, and it's quite a coup for uh, for Tottenham by all accounts. You know, he had the op- the option of going to. Uh, to Bayern Munich um, as well. So, you know, Tottenham have their attraction. And Timo Werner, um, you know, a player who, uh, you know, Ange Postacoglu has identified, a player who no doubt has lost his way. His career has, you know, taken a bit of a jolt. Hasn't played much for Leipzig this season. We know what happened at Chelsea where, you know, his confidence was uh, shot to bits. Uh, Not the first player whose uh, confidence has been shot to bits at Chelsea. But... I think that uh, that Postacoglu sees him as a as a fit in his Tottenham team. He knows he knows how his his team plays. He knows what type of player he wants to recruit, and he's just gone out and done that. And um, I think if I'm a Tottenham fan, I'm I'm quite excited about the recruitment and 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 Postacoglu being quite forthright, getting the job done. We saw the recruitment in the summer. Vicario, who arguably is one of the players of the season so far, Van der Ven. Uh, I think he may be coming back to fitness as well. You know, two really good pieces um, of business. So you know, you just feel that Tottenham once again are are moving in the right direction. They are, you know, they are building, and he's had a lot to deal with this season, Poster Cogler. Tottenham haven't done the double over Man United in the league since nineteen eighty nine ninety. I could not believe that stuff. Is that right? And they've never. I, I don't think they've ever had a better chance of doing it. In fact, I'll be. I'll be very, very disappointed if they if, if, um, if they if they don't go very close. I just think Tottenham are, are starting to come again, and you'd like to sort of see them go to go to like like they did with Manchester City, go and go and all go all out for it, and really sort of show everyone that they're a com- they're on the rise. But I mean, look. I mean, if 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 Tottenham had had their players fit all season, you know, there's a strong argument to say they'd be clear at the top of the league. They, he has had so much to deal with. They've been hampered. You know, having to sell your best player. People keep forgetting that they sold Harry Kane at the start of the season. Uh, Madison's been out for long periods. They've been patched up teams, and they, you know, they're bold. Tottenham fans are are, are buying into the way that. Uh, 
that that, uh, that Postacoglu plays is changed a culture. They have a bit of belief about them. Um, his recruitment has been has been good, and they've been unlucky this season, you know, because of injuries. Do you know I, I, this? This might sound a bit daft to you, like most of the things that I say, but do you know how we? You know, he's doing a really good job. I was, I was, there was, there was something came up on. Um, I was, I was reading about Tottenham the other day, and there was um, a link. Um, there, was, there was some fans commenting on them, and it was fans from other clubs having a go at him. Now that's always a sign that fans of other clubs, are one, are jealous, and two, you know, the 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 want they want to take down the ones that the that they're scared of. And I think the fact that now people are starting to be a bit sort of when he first came in, it was like, oh, isn't he great? And you know, it's nice to hear him sort of speak. But now the the fans of other teams that have realised that Tottenham are elbowing them out of the way and whatever, they're starting to be really sort of naughty with him and say, oh no, look, listen, he's saying mate again. He's this, that, and the other. And um, I, I think that's a sort of a real sign that that he's doing a really good job. Yeah, and if you're if you're a Manchester United fan and you've seen the job that he's done at uh, at Tottenham this season and the way that they uh, play and they are they are bold attack 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 that's you know always talked about as part of Manchester United's history you'd much prefer to have Postecoglou as your manager than Ten Hag. No, without without question. I mean, I was I was talking to a friend who was at the. Um... It was at the Wigan game on... Um, a lot of friends, haven't you? Can't help being popular. <laughs> go, go on. Just It's just a natural scouse charisma. People warn yeah. me. Yeah. You'll yeah, crack I with me one day, you know. So go on, your friend at Sorry, Wigan. Maybe you'll want to crack me, that's it. Um, no, so he was, he was at um, he was at the DW Stadium the other night for the, for the game. And he was talking about the, um, the songs that the United fans were singing. And again, what they've been over Christmas about singing... The, um, the Eric Cantona song, the 12 Days of Christmas, the Eric, Eric Cantona song, and um, singing about Yap Stam and Andy Cole and things that had happened 25 years ago. And it's not that they're living in the past, but they're, they're singing about things. There's, there's kids who are following Man United now are singing songs about players that, that they weren't even, potentially weren't even born when they were at the peak of their powers. And I think that's just the most damning point of, of of where Manchester United are, that they've got no heroes at the minute. Yeah, and, and you know it's up to it's up to um, you know the current players, the manager to 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 write a new history, something they remember. You know, I totally take uh, your point that they've gone through a really difficult time since uh, since Alex has has left. I think what's interesting, uh, just you know, just quickly on Manchester United, Sancho has gone on on loan uh, to to Borussia Dortmund. Uh, now hasn't he? Uh, there's no uh, agreement to to sell on. I suspect Sancho will outlast Ten Hag at Manchester United. What a sad state of affairs that is, because I, I think I think that whole that whole situation to me is everything that's wrong with modern football. And I don't want to sound like one, oh, you're an old man and things like that. But I just I just think it, how a player can challenge a manager the way that he did. And potentially still be a Manchester United player. Well, what if I was a Manchester United fan and I was looking at that? I wouldn't want him at my club. I don't say that, um, like just like throwing those comments away because I followed Jaden Sancho's career all all the way through the 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 England age group. So remember the night that he, he played against America in a friendly at Wembley, and he looked like it, it, 
there was a hum in the ground when when he got the ball because everybody thought there was this this kid that was going to be the next sort of um, second coming for England and the the how brave he was going to to Brushy Dortmund but for the for the way he's he's got this this opportunity at Manchester United and it just hasn't worked and to have it pinned on the manager I just I just it just doesn't sit right with me. No, to- totally agree. I think you have a player there, a talented young player who, um, for whatever reason, uh, thinks he's bigger than the club, bigger than Manchester United. And and, and what he did to Ten Hag um, on social media was utterly ridiculous. It was it, it was pathetic. And you know, I just thinking back to my day wasn't that long ago, but I can't imagine. Of course, there wasn't social media then, but I can't imagine players reacting in that way you know a, a, a man a man a manager is entitled to call his player players out if if he feels that that's the right thing to do i don't always agree with it but a player has a responsibility in that moment uh to you know how to react and reacting publicly uh was the wrong thing to do the best thing to do is prove it keep your head down prove it on the training ground work hard get your uh, get yourself back into the team prove yourself on the pitch and stick two fingers up to the manager silently if that makes sense where everybody can see it the and the, 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 the support can say well the manager got that badly wrong he didn't do that he's acted appall- appallingly sancho has and um you know, it's ended like this, but I suspect he'll be back at Manchester United. And if Ten Hag carries on the way he's going, I suspect he'll be uh, he'll be off at the end of the season. That, that's just interesting what you said there. Just go back to it when, when when you were playing. If if there was if there was a player who had say had come out and said something to the papers, and the, there was there was a back page headline one day from one of your teammates accusing your manager of a liar, would there have been? people within the dressing room who would have policed that totally totally that because you you know you, you you have to you have to put the team first don't you you have to put the club first and you, you know and and that's that and i think the dressing room was police then but we know what's gone on in, uh, or, or what's got we know what's gone on in the uh, manchester united dressing room now for for a while there is story after story which comes out it doesn't seem a happy camp it's a dressing room full of big egos we've spoken about bruno bruno fernandez i think myself and yourself both feel the same way on on him being captain of manchester united we saw his pathetic dive in in the week i don't think that he's uh He's a captain uh, for Manchester United, you know. You know, I don't. Um, but it's, it, you know, it's been a cesspit for a while that Manchester United dressing room, and it hasn't been policed. And you look at the history of the club and the way it would have been policed in the past. It's, you know, it's it it's miles away from it um, what it once was, isn't it? I just thought it was like the in 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 the, to, to the letter of the law, it was a penalty, wasn't it? Because there was a contact on boot. Has to be sufficient contact. It was just, it was just so, it was so grim just seeing him fall down. It was just, it was just awful. Um, I can't. I mean, he's not the only one that's guilty of it. It goes on all all round. Gabriel did one. Um, Gabriel um, did one on on Sunday, didn't he? For for Arsenal, he, he went down like looked like somebody. There'd been a sniper at the top of the um, the Emirates roof. 
rolling around and then next thing he was up when he realised Liverpool were on the attack. I, just, I, I can't stand seeing it. They're everywhere. The divers are everywhere. Maybe maybe, maybe we're showing um, we're having the midlife crisis like uh, like Kevin De Bruyne. We need a glow up to uh, put a bit of bit of happiness in our lives. Right, that's as good as place as any to leave it. Ian will be back on Monday. Chris, you'll be glad to know. Um, this has been the weekend preview show. I'm Dominic King. He's Chris Sutton. It's all kicking off. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.